Well, hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Whoopi Goldberg suggested yesterday that the Bible would support parents having the right to subject their minor children to sex reassignment surgeries. And Leah Thomas, you guys might remember him. He's the dude who became the first ever man to win an NCAA Division I title in women's swimming. He's got some opinions that he wants you to know about feminism. Thanks for tuning in today. This is Heidi St. John. I'm glad you're here. All right, you guys. So I'm going to cover some of your questions today, and we're going to hit some of the headlines also because you just cannot make this stuff up. So Whoopi Goldberg on Thursday came out and said the most bizarre thing. She made comments, of course, during her uh, her midday talk show host. She's a talk show host at The View, which I'm amazed that anyone's still watching The View, but apparently somebody is. And she was talking about identifying a Montana lawmaker who faced disciplinary action for breaking the rules of decorum, right? So this dude, Representative Zoe Zephyr, he's a Democrat out of Missoula, Montana, a biological man who identifies as a woman, lashed out at a Republican colleague because they opposed transgender surgeries for minors. Listen to what this uh, state representative said. You guys, the world's on fire, okay? Listen to what he said. I hope the next time there's an invocation when you bow your heads in prayer, you see the blood on your hands. This is such a lie of the enemy that uh, has that the transgender movement has been pushing now for several years, telling parents that, you know, you're either going to have a, a dead son or a living daughter. This is total manipulation, which is exactly what they see happening on the floor of the state house in, in uh, Montana. But the GOP-controlled state house voted to censure the dude and barred the lawmaker from appearing in the House, but allowing votes by remote through the end of the current legislative session. So Goldberg then on on The View, which is such a ridiculous show. I mean, honestly, if you just want a good laugh, it's a great thing to tune into for, to for a couple of minutes because it only takes about five minutes for me to find at least hysterically funny, wildly weird, woke talking points from these women who are nothing but angry and trying to push their illogical ideas onto the rest of America. But her co-host, uh, Sonny Hostin, also an insanely bizarre woman, criticized the GOP for doing this because they said it was proof that the Republicans were interested in banning speech. Listen to what Whippy Goldberg had to say. Yeah. Now, the House Republicans banned her from the chamber for the remainder of the legislative session, claiming she broke the rules of decorum. Because uh, she did. The are demanding that they let her speak. Now, what the hell is going on in this? First of all, okay, first of all, the, I love that Whoopi is, of course, using the appropriate pronouns, but this is not a her. This is a he. This is not a woman. This is a man who's masquerading around as a woman. And it uh, and the and the left loves this stuff, right? Because whatever's normal, whatever's good, uh, whatever we have, whatever traditions we have clung to now, even the so they got rid of the tradition of marriage between a man and a woman because that's just so yesterday. Let's not do that. And now they're trying to get rid of actual men and actual women because that's just so yesterday. And y'all can just be whatever you want to be. It's completely insane. And so they go on to talk about uh, how how uh, this guy just wants the best for children and sex reassignment surgeries are totally good. And then Whoopi tries to make the case that it's totally cool and that God's cool with it. Uh, listen to this. Oh my God, 
This is a party that says we believe in parents' rights. Mm. You're telling me that as a parent, I don't, I'm not smart enough to decide if my child and I need to have gender affirming. Our yeah. doctors are not involved. What is going on? So I can't, my, I can't decide what my kid reads. I can't decide yep. for my child what my child says is going on. Yep. You're telling me your beliefs, your and they keep saying it, and I keep saying, what Bible are you reading? Yeah. Listen. God was really clear. Very clear. This very clear. God's really clear in the Bible that he wants so-called gender-affirming care for underage kids. Now, she's shouting the parents should have the ultimate right to mutilate their kids. And in the, in the middle of all this, she's saying, you know, you guys, you just don't believe the parents should be in charge of their kids' education. Wait a second, Whoopi. Isn't that what you're arguing against when you believe that the state should be able to come in and take children away from parents because they don't believe that their child was born in the wrong body because their child's been listening to some advocate from Planned Parenthood for the last four years come and make special presentations at their schools because the libraries are pushing these woke, ridiculous transgender books to children because teachers have been indoctrinating your kids because social clubs and social pressure and social media has been pushing the transgender narrative onto the minds of little children and young teenagers who are already under tremendous social pressure. And now when they take that social pressure to its intended end, which is, oh my goodness, look at me. I was born in the wrong body. And then the parent goes, oh no, no, you weren't. I was there when you were born. I saw, I saw you when you were born. You came to me as a boy or you came to me as a girl. And Whoopi doesn't want the parents to be able to say what they think is right. Now they're twisting it. And you guys, listen to what is happening. They're twisting the narrative to say that parents sh who, who want to be in charge of their children's uh, education and the upbringing of their children shouldn't be allowed if that child is so-called transgender. But on the other hand, if you do want your child to get gender-affirming care, then the sky's the limit. You can do whatever you want. The hypocrisy is stunning. What we are saying on the other side of this argument is that this argument is based on a lie. Men cannot become women. Women cannot become men. The transgender movement is a lie. It is wicked on its face. And that is what needs to be discussed. That's what we need to be talking about. You know, she asks what is going on in this country. And I'll tell you what's going on in this country. We're watching what happens when a society decides to remove God from the conversation. We decided we don't need God in our schools. We don't need God in our government. We're removing the Ten Commandments off of the wall of state houses. And we've embraced secularism, which is in and of itself a religion. As I said the other day, there are only two kingdoms in this world. There's the kingdom of light and there's the kingdom of darkness. And we are watching what happens when the light is removed, then the darkness advances. And when that happens, chaos always follows. Leah Thomas, as I said at the onset of the show today, in the news today, you guys will remember Leah because this is the woke trans athlete, this man who's masquerading around as a woman, this man with who's fully intact, by the way. Aaliyah, I'd like to see you go all the way. Scalpel, please. You want to be a girl? Let's just finish the job. Because this guy is going in here fully intact into women's locker rooms and exposing himself. And the uh, the NCAA and Penn State University just sitting back on. I guess that's okay. I guess that's all right. Uh, in March, he became the first ever man to win the NCAA Division I title for the women's uh, swim team, uh, meaning, you know, let's be honest, he cheated, and he won this 500-yard freestyle event. 
And now he's out of college and he's going to set his eyes on something even bigger. This is what he said uh, yesterday. He said, it's been a goal of mine to swim at an Olympic trial for a very long time. And I'd love to see that through. And you know what? He's going to get a chance because he's going to swim as a woman. Even though he's a man, he's going to he's going to try to swim as a woman again. You guys, we need to be calling this stuff out wherever we see it, because this is absolutely devastating for actual biological women. Men and women are not the same. And so Leah Thomas has an interview yesterday, and I've seen this all over all over the news right now uh, on a on a podcast that I've never heard of. But I want you to hear what he says. Now, you're going to think, oh, this is a man because his voice sounds like a man. What you're hearing is the voice of a man trans activist Leah Thomas, who is swimming as a woman. So he thinks if he puts on a woman's swimsuit, <laughs> somehow this makes him a woman. And then when people come out and don't like it, he's going to say that uh, that you're transphobic. Listen to the line of reasoning that's coming from Leah Thomas. Whatever we respect your identity, we just don't think it's fair. You can't really have that, that sort of half support where you're like, oh, I respect her as a woman here, but not here. They're using the guise uh, of feminism to sort of push transphobic uh, beliefs. So he's saying the guise of feminism. (laughs) Okay, again, you can't make this stuff up. I wonder where are the actual feminists? Where are the women who purport to support women and want to stand up for women's rights, right? The the right of a woman to kill her own baby, the right of a woman to, uh, to take an unborn child and just willy-nilly decide, you know what, I don't want this baby today. That's what the feminist movement cares about. They don't actually care about real women who are having real issues like, hey, there's a man in my locker room who says he's a woman and now I have to stand here and I can't scream pervert in the locker room anymore because he identifies as a woman. Let's continue. And I think a lot of people in that camp sort of carry an implicit bias against trans people but don't want to, I guess, fully manifest or or speak that out. And so they try to just play it off as this sort of half support. They think about how twisted feminism, quote unquote, feminism has become. Their arguments, you know, in order to exclude anybody in the trans category, you have to reduce women to reproductive capacity. Okay, hold on. Okay, so you have to you have to reduce women to reproductive capacity. Hey, newsflash. A woman is an adult human female, and what makes her a woman is her ability to have a baby, all right? her She comes with female body parts, right? And so some of the trans activists will say, well, not all women can have babies. Yes, but the nature of a woman is that she can have a baby, that she can carry a baby inside of her uterus, that she can get pregnant. And if she can't get pregnant, something is wrong. And she can go to the doctor and the doctor can say, oh, hey, here's what we think is wrong. And even if they can't fix that thing that's wrong, they know that the nature of that human being, that person who is a woman, is to be able to nurture a baby, to be able to get pregnant and to then give birth. If she can't have a baby, something is wrong. If you're a man and you can't have a baby, something is right. Because there's a difference between men and women. The very fact that we are having to talk about this shows you the spiritual and moral and intellectual crisis that we have entered into in this nation because we have let a lie take root.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Let's continue listening to their conversation. Which is, in my opinion, extremely anti-feminist. I don't want to put those women down either. And I know you don't want, want to either because I see pain. I, I see pain and, I, <laughs> and the pain is coming from somewhere. The pain, the pain is coming from the fact that we are having to listen to such painfully ignorant and stupid conversations between two men, one of, who, one of whom has a mental illness and thinks he's a woman, and the other one who wants to define women as people with reproductive capacity, right? He's saying reproductive capacity is the only thing that matters. Listen, men have a reproductive capacity as well, right? They're, they have a certain part to play in human reproduction. It's just different than the part that a woman has to play in reproduction. Listen, you guys, we have to stand up against this madness and this insanity that's in our schools. Someone wrote into me the other day, and it's a question I wanted to get to uh, on the show. One of the VIPs wrote in, in other words, someone who's subscribed to my podcast wrote in and said, listen, I don't have children. Uh, I'm just a 23-year-old guy who's looking what's happening in the schools. I don't have a vested interest in the schools. So why should I care about what's happening in our public schools? Why should I care? that they're indoctrinating children to believe that men can be women and women can become men and your DNA doesn't mean anything and sex and gender are different and you're assigned something at birth. And so at any point along your developmental stage as a human being, you can unassign it. And here's the reason why you should care. You should care because you're part of a community. You should care because these kids are tomorrow's teachers, tomorrow's doctors, tomorrow's judges, tomorrow's construction workers. These kids are being harmed and many of them are being harmed uh, irrevocably. And so if we care about our communities, if we care about our country, we should care about the truth. We have a responsibility to teach the truth, to tell the truth, to defend the truth, to stand up and declare what we know to be right. Now, we can have differences of opinion in this country, but this is not about a difference of opinion. This is about not uh, buying into and not believing and not playing along with something we know to be patently false. And I believe that 90% of the American people know that this is absolute garbage. And I'm, I frankly am disappointed to see some conservative platforms and some uh, woke Christian platforms say that they, just, they, they disagree with the transgender movement as it relates to children. But if you become an adult and you want to go down the transgender uh, road, that's fine. Listen, I disagree with it from start to finish. I am completely angry that this is being pushed to children. But transgenderism, whether you have pushed and peddled this lie to a three-year-old or whether you're pushing and peddling a lie to a 33-year-old is still a lie. It's a lie at the age of three. It's a lie at the age of 33. 
men cannot become women and these Frankenstein surgeries that are being performed on our uh, on our young people and performed uh, all across the United States by surgeons who frankly are making billions of dollars by inflicting irrevocable harm onto people as young as uh, 13 years old. I'm going to bring some, it is my hope and desire to bring a couple of doctors and nurses on the show who can actually talk to you guys about why this, uh, why these surgeries are so de- dev- devastating and why puberty blockers should never be given to children, right? The reason that the trans community is targeting little kids is because they know that if they can get children started on uh, hormone blockers, puberty blockers, if they can stop adolescence, stop the sexual uh, maturing of your of a child's sex organs, they know that once they hit adulthood, it's very, very hard to reverse that. And so they've set a child on a course for becoming a patient um, by in, in the medical, so-called medical community for the rest of their lives. This is money. It is greed. It is the height of wickedness. And we're seeing it play out in the culture right now. And so when Leah Thomas takes to the takes to the airways, this uh, totally messed up dude who wants to now go to the Olympics to steal the position of a woman who would have made it to the Olympics if a man hadn't had her place. Every woman in her right mind should be speaking up against it right now. And we're starting to see a little bit of a backlash from it because some of the uh, of some athletes now, women's uh, athletes are coming out and they're talking about this in the news. Many of you are familiar with the tennis legend Martina Navratilova, uh, and she lashed out at Leah Thomas the other day, saying that he was a biological male. And she says it's sad that he believes that because she would stand up against it, somehow she's transphobic. Uh, Martina Navratilova, now 66 years old, responding on Twitter to the TMZ headline that read, Leah Thomas fires back at critics. You're using feminism to hide your transphobia. Uh, Navratilova wrote, newsflash, Leah, it's not fair. We shouldn't have to explain it to you over and over. Also, stop explaining feminism to feminists. Now, Maria Navratilova, many of you guys will know, obviously a superstar in the world of tennis. Uh, She has been an outspoken advocate for gay rights for a long time, an outspoken lesbian herself. I think it's interesting to see her come to the defense of actual biological women. This, of course, isn't the first time that Martina has spoken out about how unfair and, quote, insane it is for women to compete against male athletes in women's sports. In a lengthy uh, op-ed for the Sunday Times of London, Navratilova said, regardless of a male athlete undergoing hormone treatment for a gender transition, they still have a competitive advantage. Here's what she said. Letting men compete as women simply if they change their name and take hormones is unfair, no matter how those athletes may throw their weight around. To put the argument at its most basic, a man can decide to be female, take hormones if required by whatever sporting organization is concerned, win everything in sight and perhaps earn a small fortune, and then reverse his decision and go back to making babies if he so desires. She added, it's insane, it's cheating. And I'm happy to address a transgender woman in whatever form she prefers, but I would not be happy to compete against her. It would not be fair. Now, this is where I differ with Martina Navratilova. I would not be happy to address a transgender woman in whatever form he prefers because a transgender woman is a man. So whenever you hear transgender anything, a transgender man is a woman, a transgender woman is a man, and the the, the 
the pronoun nonsense. All of it is nonsense. At the end of the day, this is a spiritual battle. This is a war against creator God. Creator God who said, I made you male and female in my image. And from the second this thing hit the airwaves and from the second that it was derived in the hearts of evil human beings, this has always been and always will be an attack against the creator God. And so I'm going to continue to say the church needs to be speaking out on this. People of conscience need to be talking about this. Christians absolutely need to be talking about this. These are moral issues at their root. They're moral issues at their root. And no matter how much we wish it would just go away and uh, we can stop talking about it, it looks like we're going to be in this thing for the long haul. And I don't know about you, but I think we need to be speaking out about it. Uh, in the in the last moment that I have here today, and I realize it's Friday, so I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. I want to read a comment that came in from Leanne in Florida. And she said, Heidi, thank you so much for speaking truth and bringing clarity to so many issues facing parents today. I live in Florida and HB1 was recently passed in our state. I'm having trouble interpreting what this means for homeschool families. And all I can hear is people excited to get money from the state government to help fund their homeschooling. I can't help but hear you say with shekels come shackles. And I'm wondering if you could shed light on what this bill means and how I should navigate it moving forward. I think it's really important to remind you that most of the legislators that are putting forth this legislation to include homeschoolers in so-called school choice bills and freedom of education movements and that kind of thing, I think that their hearts are in the right place, but they very gravely misunderstand the danger that this poses to the freedom movement, which is homeschooling. Homeschooling is a freedom movement. Uh, And these regulations, I think, are going to keep kids' education, particularly in homeschooling, from being free. And there's a great article in uh, at tampabay.com, and I want to read to you just a little bit at the, from the top of it. I'll link back to it in the show notes today. When Florida Republican leaders rolled out their newest plan for more school vouchers in January, they made sure home education families would be included. Again, I think that their heart is in the right place, but I'm going to remind you with shekels come shackles. Every single time that uh, a school choice bill is included in your state, you need to do everything you can to say, not for homeschoolers. Please keep homeschooling out of the language of your bill. Because after reviewing the specifics of this bill, a lot of homeschool organizations are saying, thanks, but no thanks. Listen to this quote from TJ Schmidt. He's a friend of mine at HSLDA. We want homeschool education programs to be treated separately and not be confused with families who choose to take the education savings account. The concern centers on requirements that the legislation would impose on homeschooling families who accept state money. The bills would provide accounts to 10,000 homeschoolers for the first year, growing in numbers for subsequent years. Families would receive the equivalent of what the state allots per student in a public school and could use it for expenses such as tutoring, college courses, and instructional materials. But to qualify, here's a caveat. Lean in. Listen up. To qualify, the students would annually take a national norm reference test and meet with a so-called choice navigator. You guys, this is and this is what they're saying. This representative who thinks he's doing the right thing says they want this for homeschooling families to, quote, make sure they have guidance. Listen, we have guidance. All right. We don't need any more guidance from the state. We don't need guidance from the state of Florida. We don't need any more guidance from the state of Washington. We're doing just fine without you. And they don't seem to understand this. And so I'm going to say if this legislation was adopted as it was, 
then and they lump all homeschooling students in together in this bill. And I haven't looked at the last iteration of it. Obviously, I don't live in Florida, but homeschool advocates are working very, very hard to make sure that we don't get tangled up in these school choice bills. Because I'm here to tell you right now, with shekels come shackles. And the very thing that you want for your grandchildren, which is freedom to educate their children, is going to be stolen from them in the Trojan horse of school choice bills that are including homeschooling. And so we want to keep that language out of the legislatures as much as we can. And uh, I'm, I will keep you guys posted as I learn more about this. But for a long, long time, uh, I have been advocating for parents in the homeschool movement to stay free of government money to continue to homeschool independently, that our uh, responsibility as parents is for the education of our children. We are saying we don't want the state's help. And the minute the state sticks its nose under the tent of the homeschool movement, I guarantee you, you're going to have to hit it with a baseball bat and tranquilize it to get him to pull his nose out. If that works, I'd be really surprised. So you guys, don't take the bait. Don't take the money. Don't sign up for these programs. Maintain your freedom by staying free of government funds. All right, you guys, that's all I have time for today. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And I will see you right back here on Monday for Mailbox Monday with my friend, Dr. Mark Sherwood, right here at the intersection of faith 